Welcome to Geek and Friends! I'm your host, Scott Davis, alongside with Jason Hickey. Scott, what are we talking about today? Uh, so I just saw Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Yeah, the Fantabulous Emancipation. Yeah, yeah, they keep on changing this uh, title. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I actually they, heard they were going to change it to Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. No, no, it's just Harley Quinn, colon. Birds of Prey. <laughs> so, how was but it? It's, it's, it's not actually the... Um, they actually didn't change the title. They just... They're doing this for search engine optimization. For those geeks out there that are computer coders like me, you know what that is. <laughs> Similar to what they did with Edge of Tomorrow, which is a terrible title, and they changed it to Live, Die, Repeat, which is amazing. Yes. I think Edge of Tomorrow was the name of the book, though. Uh, I believe the book was called All You Need Is Kill. Okay. So then, I, then they didn't even follow that. Yeah. Anyways, we're not talking about that No, one. we're not. We're talking about Birds of Prey. So Birds of Prey is, you know, it's actually, it's a Harlequin movie. It's plain and simple. You really don't have them as a full cohesive group until maybe the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much, you're following the craziness of Harley Quinn in a non-sequitur timeline. So it starts off, and then it brings you back. It starts off again, then it brings you back again. Interesting. <laughs> and so it's story-wise, but it's also, I think this sort of follows with the narrator, who is Harley Quinn, and her loopiness within herself. Okay. Now, it does start off with uh, a little animated scene, like an animated introduction scene of who Holly Quinn is, uh, how she was, who she's gone out with, like the Joker and, you know, previous people before the Joker and stuff like that. So you're getting some idea of who the character is, you know, that she's bisexual, that she's not been treated well when she was a child, that she was sent into a nunnery and stuff like that. <laughs> so you're finding out she was a psychiatrist, so on and so forth. Getting a dump of the character, which actually was a pretty decent intro, uh, I thought. Okay. You're then going into her trying to get over the Joker. Hmm. Pretty much the entire movie is her getting over the Joker. Interesting. Other than Harley Quinn herself and Harley's little escapades going out there, we then go into see some other decent characters, which are uh, Roman Sionis, who is Black Mask, and that's being played by Ewan McGregor. Um, okay. Uh, then we have uh, Mr. Zaz. I actually forgot the name of the actor playing him, which actually, but I think he did a better job as Mr. Zaz in this movie than we saw as Zaz in the Gotham TV show. But you really can't always say, oh, the TV show is better. <laughs> but, I mean, TV shows are good and um, and they're able to actually expand upon character development. I, and that's why I think some TV shows give you the character length that they need to. Then we get to meet the girls of Purge of Prey. We have the Black Canary, uh, Dinah okay. Lance, and she was a lounge singer for Black Mask, who then became his driver, who was then working with the police, who was Renee Montoya. And Renee, Renee Montoya is just that. She is just a police detective. That's who she's always been. But they sort of changed her character a bit in okay. this instead of being a gung-ho police detective uh, to be able to work with the system and always work for the system she became more of the police detective that was i'm going to work and the system should work with me or work for me and that's not how the system works no, no it's not. <laughs> but the aspect of renee as a character you know her being a lesbian her being one of the great detectives out there that was kept but the you know the core of the character seemed to be just a little bit different and okay. that's that was changed the next birds of prey character is the huntress who is in the comics and also in the movie and so they actually they portrayed her very well um that she is the only surviving member of the of a mobster family that was gunned down oh. her entire backstory is about her becoming a hero not to be a hero 
but to be there for revenge. Okay. And I thought they actually they portrayed the character very well. The girl that played her, I thought, did extremely well for her character. So I thought that was... For the new characters, I would say the Huntress was number one on my list. Okay. For the new characters. Now for the last character, this was Cassandra Kane, And this much was not similar to the comic character at all. Because isn't Cassandra Kane Batwoman? No, Batgirl. Batgirl. Okay. Batgirl. You're thinking of Katie. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's similar names and stuff like that. Uh, No, Cassandra Cain was Batgirl. And she was actually, when she first got introduced in the comics, she was mute. And the only way that she actually could communicate was through fighting. Interesting. So, I mean, one of the Robins, uh, Tim Drake, was actually the Robin that figured this one out. And he found out that her communication method was fighting. So fighting was how she knew how to do whatever she needed to do. But in this movie, pretty much this Cassandra Cain was just a pickpocket. Not really anything... (laughs) other than her her whole motivation in the story was that she was a pickpocket she stole things and she stole the MacGuffin and you know MacGuffin is right yeah yes yes yeah so the MacGuffin for those don't know is the item in a movie to move the plot along yes this MacGuffin was a diamond <laughs> so she stole the diamond. Uh, she stole the, the MacGuffin. So Black Mask was now mad at her, and which is now we also find out why all the other birds of prey get in trouble with Black Mask, and you know that's why he's the big villain because Black Mask is all mad at them because it's something with the diamond. <laughs> Not gonna really go off into the ending itself. Oh yeah. But the premise of the movie was okay. It was really a lot of this had to happen for that to happen. It's a lot of Dusek Machinus were going on on in there. And that sort of makes the movie... It can be a little hard to take because... Yeah. It's a little too convenient. Exactly. But what really was well was the portrayal of some of the characters even though they changed some of the characters a bit like renee or cassandra the portrayal and the interaction between each of them was actually pretty decent okay um there was a fight scene that had because uh, cassandra wasn't fighting it was pretty much each of the bird was tossing cassandra to each of the other ones <laughs> so that they were protecting her that was cute you know whatever but it was definitely against the character so that irked me a bit because i would love yes. to have seen like okay she might not have been the uh, the mute girl that was a fighting wordsmith but she actually i would have liked to have seen okay she was actually a pretty decent fighter herself on That's her own fair. and I, I i think that would have been good in there but that was something that that was like oh that that this fight kind of really ruined the character for me because it's like they just took the name right and that's it and that's frustrating when you're adapting a work because you go in with an expectation when you see a name of a character and when they don't live up to it at all it's it can be a little uh a little tough to take and a little tough to get over definitely so that's my uh my my initial take on birds of prey okay i'm probably gonna watch it one more time just so i can get some more you know closure on, on things that are happening and just to double check on what i saw was good or bad right well, that's fair all right, so now I think what we need to do is we need to take stock in one of the greatest times it is to be a geek and go over some of the shows that we're looking forward to in the next year or two. Just shows? We're going to do movies too. Well, I think we're just concentrating on shows right now. Okay, so we'll do, we'll go over the shows for right now and then we'll do movies at a later time then, I guess. Yes, most definitely. So, uh, number one, it's actually coming out within a few days of when we record this, is Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. Now, this... I, I can't wait for. I love the original season. I also loved the um, next series, which was uh, the Star Wars... Rebels. Thank you. Uh, I did not get into Star Wars Resistance, though. Oh, that's fair. So Star Wars, Clone Wars, Star Wars, Rebels. I love those, both those shows. Uh, and I can't wait for Star Wars, Clone Wars Season 7. All right. 
after that, coming out in a couple of weeks, is Altered Carbon Season 2. Uh, so, what did you think of Kovac? I, I think he is damaged goods. I mean, that guy's got so much going on. I, it's going to be very interesting to see where they take the character in Season 2, now that the events of Season 1 have transpired, which was personally devastating for him. Oh, yeah. And they're changing his show entirely. Entirely. They're changing the lead actor. They're, they're bringing in um, Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Mackie, who's the Falcon. Yep. Now, for those of you who don't know, in the premise of the show is that everybody's personality, basically, and their memories are kept in a chip in the back of their neck, and it can be switched between bodies. So, really, they could run this show indefinitely and have a different actor every single season, and it would fit within the story. Pretty much just a Doctor Who American version. Yes. Just without the tiny, whiny stuff. Well, it's in the future, and a lot of time can pass between changing bodies so i'm looking forward to that one i'm cautiously optimistic okay so uh after that we've got falcon and the winter soldier which we're expecting right around august of 2020 so we're saying this is going to be anthony mackie's year yes it's about stinking time too (laughs) so uh he's going to be the um the new cap which actually in the comics he was cap for a time being well he's he has definitely been past the mantle of captain america however in basically the premise for this show is that the american government is not really keen on him being captain america and from what i understand there's going to be two captain americas in this is it union not union jack uh that was um that's that's the british one um what was his name U.S. Agent. That's what it was. Yes. It's U.S. Agent. So this is going to be U.S. Agent. Then, is what uh, from say. what I understand, yes. And they're bringing and was back... It, wasn't he damaged goods? Uh, sure, sure sounds like it from everything I've been reading. He In the comics, I believe he was damaged goods. Well, we're going to find out uh, before the end of the year. And they're bringing back some characters from the uh, the, the, the Marvel movies. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's got a lot of potential. And I yep. really like the duo of Captain America... Well, Falcon. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They yeah. they were pretty great together. Definitely have some um, you know, a, a little bit of, you know, spite between the two. Oh yeah. A little friendly competition. Yeah. So uh after that we're looking at WandaVision coming in fall of 2020. So this one is something I have in my head is going to be it's in her head. And and so we're seeing what is going on in her head and and we actually see like, in the com- in the initial commercial, we saw that it was changing between different sitcom realities. Right. I feel this is going to be similar in aspect to House of M, as in she is creating this alternate version of history so that she can have children, that she's still living with vision. Right. That, and this, you know, the title itself is WandaVision. It's Wanda's vision of her expectations, right. but it's also Wanda and vision. Right. It's, it's basically Wanda trying to work through her trauma. And when you're a powerful person... Sorcerers. Yeah, powerful sorcerers like she is, it's going to provide for some interesting opportunities. And it looks pretty tripped out. I'm looking forward to that. So is there anything else after this? Is is, is everything Marvel we're looking at? or We are going to touch on a lot of stuff. Some of it's Marvel, a lot of it's not. In fact, our next show is Carnival Row Season 2. That should be coming near the end of the year. I have not finished Season 1. Neither have I. I am having a hard time with that one, and it's not that I don't want to. It's I really, really want to give it a stew. I just, I'm having a hard time with it. I, I understand. Uh, my Mine is a question of time. I, uh, I've i been devoting a lot of time to Star Trek lately, so uh, all my other shows have been suffering, including this one. So rest assured, we will have that one watched, and we will give you our thoughts when we do we shall try we shall try um after that we are looking at the second season of the mandalorian which is expected to come out around october okay so i have no idea what they're going to do from this point i want to see more bounty hunting i want to see more of you know cara dune and 
other characters like that. Well, I know I know I do love him is not going to be there anymore. No, he won't. But Cara Dune is in the second season. It mm-hmm. is. She's been talking about how coming back for season two was a big thing for her because she loves the character and she loves the world. So we know that she's in it. And if she's in it, we can assume that her employer is in it too. Okay. Um, Carl Weathers. I'm forgetting yes. the character name. So that that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that last shot of season one, where they go <laughs> with that. Uh, after that, uh, The Witcher season two should be coming first quarter of 2021. Now, do you think they're going to expand upon the book series or they're going to start going into the game? I think they're going to keep doing the books. Um, just based on things the producers have said, I think that this is mainly going to be based off of the novels and they might touch on some of the game stuff. Like some of the iconic imagery from the games has been in the show. So I think they're using it as a visual cue, but the stories they're mainly pulling from the books. Now I did read that they are saying that the timeline in season two is going to be much more linear Mm -hmm. so one of the main complaints that people had about season one was the fact that the story was told all out of sequence and whenever you were with one of the three leads you never knew what time frame it was in because they were telling it in just such a I want to say disjointed way and I do not mean that negatively because I I thought it was very interesting the way they did it so the next series that we're looking at the next series we're looking at is one that we're going to be covering a lot of because Scott and I are both very large fans, and that is The Wheel of Time. I'm expecting to be early 2021. I know some people are saying late 2020. I actually don't want that. I want it to be, I want them to have as much time to work on visual effects, because this should be effects heavy. I want them as much time to work on post-production as possible. And I also don't want it to be dumped as one season at once. I want what Disney Plus is doing, which is episode a week. I agree. Uh, I, it helps keep the buzz alive for a show so much longer. I mean, uh, one example of that is The Witcher Season 1. It was talked about solidly for two to three weeks after it released. And after that, you don't hear a ton about it other than maybe some news about Season 2 because it's just it's not on people's minds anymore. They binge-watched it, and then they put it aside. Versus an example, Mandalorian, when that came out, and that was on Disney Plus, which is, again, just a online service series. Right. And you're getting it weekly, and people were talking about it for about two months. Exactly. Because it, because it was eight episodes, it released over two months, and everybody, there was anticipation for it coming out. I I like that. I think it's a smart marketing ploy. I think Netflix is going to have to get away from the massive season dump eventually, just to retain viewership. Um, but yeah, I agree. I would like to see Wheel of Time do a more weekly release. Because after two months, you can still do the binge. Correct. You know, because some people just want to do the binge. Other people want to have a weekly release to get the little high each week yes much like i'm getting with picard (laughs) so yes we're gonna be covering that one a lot because uh that is scott and i's one of our favorite book series so we're we're really looking forward to that what's next uh next is loki early 2021 so loki the big thing is during the commercial was the changing of the letters Mm-hmm. It was a constant change of the letters, which pretty much is saying that what we're going to see are different versions of Loki, different aspects of, of who the character was. We might not even see Hiddleston as Loki all the time. We might get Loki as a child. We might get Loki as a woman. We might get Loki as Hiddleston himself or some other guy. Right. Because um, this has happened in the comics, too. Loki has been multiple variations. That's a very interesting concept. I, 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 haven't, I don't know a whole lot about this series other than that it is Loki, Tom Hiddleston, was utterly fantastic in that role and I'm going to be there for it. I'm really looking forward to this one. So next we have Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, yes. If I can read your writing. I know. Uh, yes. your, your writing is absolutely atrocious. 
Jason. It is, but... I, ha- I have to actually promote it on, on the show that you have bad handwriting. I do, and I'm too old <laughs> to change it now, so you might want to get used to it. Um, Lord of the Rings. Now, we call this Lord of the Rings, but really, uh, this show is, from all indications, it's being set in the second age of Middle-earth, and so really, there's no rings in this. It's set in the same world, but it's set thousands of years before the movies took place, and you're going to get a whole different political landscape you're going to see some countries that you may see in the movies that aren't even in existence in the show. You're going to get some countries that they talked about in the movies that are gone, could be in the show. And we should be seeing two things that I'm really looking forward to as possibilities are A, the Numenorians, the race of long-lived part-elven humans that Aragorn descends from. And also, what I'm really hoping for is that we get to see actual Sauron as a as a person in the court of the Numenorians, wiling them with his tales and getting on their good side before he betrays them. Now, wouldn't Saruman be in this as well? Saruman? Mm-hmm. Saruman will not be in this. Uh, the wizards, the, the Istari wizards, did not come to Middle-earth until after the end of the Second Age, after the Alliance of Elves and Men. I thought it was during the Second Ages when they came. It was not. It was after. Because they're actually... While they're very old, they are younger than the youngest elf, which would be Arwen. They didn't. Yeah, they they came to contest the will of Sauron after Sauron was defeated because they knew that Sauron was not gone. I didn't think that we were going to get like the elves that we know, like Galadriel and and th- and people like that. Well, Galadriel, Galadriel is a thank character. you. I'm having a horrible time saying her name. That today. is that is okay. <laughs> Galadriel is a character, and while they are calling her young Galadriel, you got to figure in the show she was or in the movies she was probably in the neighborhood of twelve to 15,000 years old. So in this she one... She was the eldest, I believe, she of was, the elves that we knew of. I believe she was the eldest that was still on Middle-earth because she was one of the originals that were on Middle-earth back in the first stage. And while they're saying it's young Galadriel, she's probably still, you know, eight to 10,000 years old. So she'll still be very wise. She is not played by Kate Blanchett. So hopefully this actress can live up to those. Because that's some pretty big shoes to fill. Um, other potential characters that could be returning are Elrond. Maybe we'll see his brother Elros, who actually spawned the line of Numenorians. Um, and like I said, I'm hoping for Sauron. Fingers are crossed. Well, these seem some shows that we're going to be happy to look forward to. Happy to talk about and see more information about each of them going forward. Now, I, there are more shows that I do know that are up there. Like Marvel What If, Hawkeye... Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Stranger Things. But these are so late. You know, this is so, it's so early, right. actually, right now, to really make any mention other than try to explain what right. they are, that I think this is a good point to end the expectation for right now for up to early 2021. Agreed. I see... Uh, a lot of shows I can't wait to see. Yes, um, this is going to be a this is going to be a good couple of years for nerd TV. All right, great. Well, Jason, thank you so much for uh, geeking out with me again. Uh, I've been your geek Scott, and I am your geek Jason. And have a great day. 